Hello, and welcome to the 3D Meetup podcast. For this episode of the podcast, we went out to Boulder Media to talk to their head of recruiting, Michael Downey. It was great to get some perspective on recruitment from someone like Michael, who spends most of his time on the other side of the table. He gives some advice for anyone going into interview and some resources for anyone looking to get their foot in the door. He also shares some tips for any international artists looking to work in Ireland. I hope you enjoy the show, and I'll see you on the other side. I'm here in Boulder Media with Michael Downey, who's the HR and recruiter for Boulder Media. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. Um, I guess to get us started off, can you give us an idea of how you ended up in Boulder? Yeah, so uh, I guess my background is mainly in technology recruitment. So, um, you know, I worked in cybersecurity and just different technology companies. And my contract was coming up to an end, and I just kind of got this this recruiter from a different agency approached me and said, listen, like I have this opportunity for you. It was very vague. It wasn't, you know, very descriptive. It was like, hey, they're an animation company. And I was like, okay, that sounds really cool. And what it was just a very unique interview and a very nice experience. Right. And I got a really positive vibe. And unfortunately, you know, as you know, can't tell you the project they're working on. Yeah. Um, so it was that, I think that sense of mystery that attracted me to Boulder is like, what are they working on? What are they up to? Yeah. And when I got the job, it was great, you know. So, yeah, it's been a, a very interesting journey so far, very fun, very challenging, and also very rewarding. So, yeah, definitely. Could you uh, give us an overview of Boulder as a company? Yeah, sure. So uh, Boulder Media was established in 2000, uh, primarily focused on TV work. So I tell everybody, you know, when they see us, you know, you see a lot of our 2D and 3D shows, you know, stuff like what really made us on the, got us on the map was Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends on Cartoon Network and then you know we've made other shows for uh, the BBC so Danger Mouse we did the reboot of Danger Mouse and you know a few others like Wander Out of Yonder and all that cool stuff and Randy Cunningham and just just a few others there's a ton of stuff that goes on and, and much more that we do and in 2016 we were bought by Hasbro so the big toy and game company in the US so of course you know they owned Monopoly, Dungeons and Dragons, Transformers the, the list goes on in terms of the IPs that they, they own and when they bought Boulder, they wanted us to create a feature animation studio also. So now we have our two studios in Dublin. First one is all our TV work, which is in Sandy Mount. And then this studio, which is our feature animation studio, which is smack dab in the Dublin city center. So when we were acquired, we made these two studios. And now we're working on our first feature for, for Hasbro on a property um, that they have for us. So it's one of their most beloved properties um and yeah it's been really fun it's been a journey and especially building a studio from scratch so you know it's a 3d studio you know brand new pipeline there's nothing here that's legacy so everybody coming in is just really working on on something new and unique so that's kind of what sets us apart i think at the moment boulder they're getting quite big now aren't they you're doing a lot of recruiting yeah absolutely i mean like our, our feature studio is is still growing you mm -hmm. know massively uh, and our TV studio also. So, That's I mean, great. both studios are booming at the moment. Uh, and there's plenty of jobs on both the 2D and the 3D side. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we could cover some of the um, interview stuff. Have you got any advice for someone going into an interview in, in Boulder or any animation company in Dublin? Maybe things to avoid? Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing is just, just you know, know your CV and know, know your showreel. 
I mean, the amount of times, you know, ask somebody about their, their role and they're just like, oh, uh, just kind of freeze up. It's like, this is your CV and this is your time to shine. Right. And you're, you're your subject matter expert of your own, what you've done. So you need to kind of portray that um, or portray that, I should say, in your, in your, um, in your interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, confidence is key, of course. Uh, and also, you know, just be on time. Punctuality is key. Uh, I mean, I've had people come 15 minutes late to an interview and it's guys, you know, it's... Yeah, Sim- get the simple stuff right. Yeah, and it's it's not about just that. It's just the fact that the animation director or whoever you're sitting across also has meetings that they have to go to after yours. And to cut you short is not, it's not the right thing to do. We have to move on just because, yeah. you know... Yeah, I don't sense. want to waste their time, but you've kind of wasted theirs. So it's just yeah. punctuality, I think, is the biggest, biggest thing, I, I have to say. Um, and just, you know, knowing the CV and knowing your showreel um, will definitely help you as well. Okay, yeah. What about, um, this is probably an odd question, but a dress code, because traditionally for a, an interview, you'd wear a suit, but, you know, a, a lot of the animators and kind of creative people would be a lot more sort of lax in their general dress mm-hmm. code. So do you still expect a... A funny thing, when I first started, I did expect a suit and tie because that's where I came from, my background. Yeah. Um, I wore a suit and tie to my interview and I was definitely overdressed. Yeah. So, I mean, I would just say kind of keep it business, business casual, maybe casual, you know, okay. polo, like a polo, collared shirt, polo, maybe something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's such a relaxed industry. I mean, I, I see people kind of still coming in with T-shirts and jeans and that's still acceptable as well. I mean, I know it's a different industry. Um, so yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. Okay. And and anything else that you, uh, if I was going for an interview, is there anything in particular that you would say to avoid completely? Yeah, I would have to say, and I've seen this a lot in interviews, multiple interviews, is refrain from cursing. Okay. I've actually seen that a lot in a lot of interviews. You believe it or not, there's a lot of people who will who will drop an f bomb or something in an interview, and it's. I know it's the industry, and you know you might be in your studio and something might happen, and it's okay, but you're still in an interview setting and you're still trying to, you know, get the job. You know, you don't have it yet because your foot's in the door. You know, you still need to kind of work for it as well in interview. Yeah. Any so other things? The biggest thing I would have to also say is don't show things that you're not supposed to show. If you have an NDA with another company, don't say, oh, I have work that I can show you. Kind of keep that stuff to yourself because you're still under that NDA contractual obligation uh, as well. Um, haven't seen too, you know, something like that. I've had to stop it a few times because actually it is very important that you want to keep that. Obviously, if you're working for an organization, keep that to yourself. So that would be a big one as well. Yeah, yeah. Stick to the stuff that you're able to show, uh-huh. uh, I think would be, be another big tip as well. Okay. So. And then from, from the other side, is there anything that stood out for you that kind of made you think, oh, this guy really knows what he's doing or this guy has really impressed me? I, I think if, if you kind of hit the key points with me, which is be on time, you know, having you know your show real organized right and you know dress right then you'll you'll definitely impress me right off the bat mm-hmm. uh, especially being on time is, is my huge thing uh but in terms of other things would definitely be you know printing out your cv you know like in the u.s you're supposed to have 10 copies of your resume slash cv with you at all times when you go to interviews so maybe having a few copies there um and also having your link to your show real handy also I've been in some interviews where people are like, oh, I don't know my link. And it's like, but it, or I don't have my password. And it's like, but this is your, your work and I need to see it. Um, so those are the things I'd, I'd, I'd definitely say have those handy. Yeah, so you talking about being on time, I, I take it turning up a bit too early might be a faux pas as well? Yeah, I mean, like the rule of thumb, you know, is about 10 minutes early. You know, sticking around that time because you might have to fill out some paperwork, an NDA or whatever something that that organization might have so i definitely would say you know 10 minutes early is the sweet spot yeah. 10 to 15 
is okay. Anything other than that is is pushing it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Because then you you have to be looked after. Or yeah, we don't have meeting rooms available, or you know, you'll be sitting there just, and it'd be really an awkward kind of you know um, start to your interview because no one's looking after you, and you're just like sitting there doing nothing, you know. So I definitely think that ten minute sweet spot is the perfect uh, way to go. I'd like to get from your point of view when you're looking for a candidate where do you advertise a job you know where do you go looking for people so, so that if i'm looking if i'm on the other side of that does that, does that make sense yeah so the biggest place is creative heads is a, is a huge one you know it's it's a world um class um job board that has everything for 3d effects work you see effects everything like that it's a really good one to go to and all the all the, most of the uh animation studios are advertising on it um Another big one as well, like we would use um, um, Animation Network. Sorry, that'd be AWN. So those would be two big ones. And then, of course, we have our, our, our company page, which I think is the biggest one, as well as LinkedIn. So I think those are the, the kind of four that I would touch on that we would heavily be recruiting from. Um, and then everything else is, um, you know, occasionally agency work and stuff like that. But majority are those websites. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then maybe if we could just touch on some LinkedIn etiquette, same as the... Um, interview is there things to avoid or things to do yeah i think with linkedin it, it's a great tool for people to connect and build build that that network mm-hmm. but i think with being a recruiter when someone comes to you on linkedin and says i need a job here's my cv it's a little bit of a uh, i would have to say like a little bit of a like a step back because it's just like let's build that rapport first and let's mm-hmm. build that networking you know let's network first and then get to your work yeah. Um, if you just, you know, I've get, I get messages all the time from people around the world saying, I need a job. Here's my CV. Well, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you do. Like, let, let's talk a little bit first. And if we open up that dialogue first, I have no problem, you know, you know, trying to help you or even point you in the right direction to somebody who can help you. Um, so I guess the biggest thing is, you know, open up with a nice message, build that rapport and then send that CV uh, or even let that recruiter know, hey, I did apply for this role. And then, you know, that's a good way to start. But if you just throw your CV at somebody, it's a bit, you know, taken back, yeah. you know, let's, because that LinkedIn is a networking uh, site. So mm-hmm. let's let's build that rapport first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's then see where it goes from there. Oh, I will say, I will say um, as well, when it comes to LinkedIn, if you have your showreel on LinkedIn, make sure you also have your password um, also, because sometimes they're locked. Um, so make sure you have that also. So if you're, if you, even if you're on LinkedIn or even having your, your LinkedIn structure, yeah. uh, make sure you have a professional photo um you know your 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 vimeo or your art station um as well as your work experience as well I yeah say. so it's um, all clearly there yeah yeah and also include your freelance experience um a lot of people think that's a negative thing but in this industry it's very important because it shows that you're working with multiple clients mm. um you know of course some industries are it, it's frowned upon to put freelance but in this industry you can absolutely do it there's no yeah. no negative yeah. bias towards it whatsoever yeah yeah and then what about for someone who's just out of college or whatever uh, was it is it a good idea to put kind of experience that might not directly be related to the industry or well if it's their first job you know they're apply, obviously they're applying for let's say a production role or, or an, a junior animator role you can absolutely put you know you were you know uh, a barman or something because it does show that you've worked and you you can obviously communicate with customers and so you have those people skills mm-hmm. um the biggest thing i would say for for students is you know try to set yourself apart from your peers because there's so many people applying from the same college for that exact role and they all have the college project but what other work do you have that'll set you apart i think that's the biggest thing i want to see and i want to see a vimeo and not so much a way i know a lot of colleges are using wix as college stuff but vimeo is a lot nicer 
Um, so I'd like to see them kind of use a Vimeo and kind of show some newer and you know their own creative stuff as well as their college project because I want to see what's different what makes you stand out from the person next year you know and I think that's what kind of just put their end of year project and that's it Mm -hmm. but let's see some personal work or what are you working on right now that you think is cool and that stands you out so I think that's that's good advice very good advice yeah I think if you don't mind, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about you've gone, you've kind of gone with Boulder around to different kind of recruiting uh, things. You were over in, was it Portugal or where were you? Yeah, so we recently came back from um, FMX in Stuttgart. Stuttgart, yeah. okay. And how did that go and uh, how, was, how was the experience? Yeah, so it was our first booth that we've done in that event and it went on. It was actually very successful. It was... Um, really, you know, we were pushing the Boulder Media, you know, feature animation studio because that's the event you do it. And so not many people have heard of us. And when, you know, we throughout the week, we were just, you know, drilling the message home. And we also did a presentation um, about Boulder and who we are and our feature studio. And it actually went very well. Um, so the room was packed. So that was fantastic. Great. So we had a lot of traction with that. You know, last year we did Annecy. Uh, which was huge. You know, we had over 800. Uh, we logged at least over 800 people at the booth, which was fantastic. Uh, we also did the road shows last year. We went to five countries and six cities. Um, so that was that really kind of that kick-started the, the recruitment drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was really exciting as well and very tiring, but very rewarding as well because, you know, it's like being on tour, you know, the band's on tour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was great. It was fun. You know, we, we got a lot of contacts and we made a lot of um, hires from those events so great, yeah it's been great and we'll be in um Annecy as our next event so we'll nice. be there this year as well <laughs> fantastic so you've 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 managed to get some people from these these events yeah um so you, uh, boulder is kind of getting a more international kind of recognition then yeah we're seeing a lot of people actually start to start to see who we are as a company and uh, i think also as well with our employees here like we have employees from pretty much every continent in in the world working on the feature so yeah. You know, except Antarctica, of course, you know, <laughs> and Australia. But I mean, other than that, like we, we do have a lot of people from around the world. Wow. And it is a very nice collective melting pot of people working yeah. on the feature. And also in the TV studios, uh, we do have, um, you know, loads of different nationalities from Europe. Yeah, um, yeah. It's great to see. As well, so. yeah. I, I wonder, could you talk a little bit about um, for someone, if they were coming from Europe or further abroad, is there things that they should know about kind of visa wise or um, any anything like that? Could you? cover that for us or yeah i mean of course if, if you if you live and work in the eu you're fine you can work anywhere um i think the biggest concern obviously is brexit yes. um and what's going to happen with 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 citizens you know working from ireland and, and the uk but as of right now it looks like we're still okay to you know continue to move freely and work um in in ireland and the uk so that's that's oh, that's nice to know uh, for the time being uh but it's you know of course with the visa process it's different so we have what's called trusted partner here at Boulder Media with with the Irish government, so we're able to process visas a lot faster than some companies. Um, so we do get visas within, I think, four to six weeks is kind of our standard turnaround, which is great. Uh, most companies is about eight to twelve weeks. So, you know, you see the difference there and how fast we can get somebody in. But it also depends on where that person's coming from in the world that really affects the visa process. So, for example, India takes a bit longer, um, but South America would take not as long. You know, so it's all about because I'll need a second visa to come into the um, the EU to travel. So they need that extra kind of um, travel visa. Um, so that is the kind of the slowdown point. So somebody coming from India could take anywhere between average maybe three and a half 
four and a half months to come. So it is, and that's that's with the trusted partner. So I can't imagine what other companies have to go through. <laughs> um, I mean, there's different types of visas, of course. So you know, you have your general work permit, which is just for the employee themselves, so they can't bring uh, family with them until after a year. They have to then they have to apply for their family to come with them, and then you have critical skills, which is I think the more um, more I guess would have to say the nicer visa to have, which is you can bring your family with you um, and everything like that. But that one, of course, ha- you have to meet stricter criteria to get. You know, so a salary has to be at an X amount. You know, um, your job has to be in a certain bracket as well. So it's a lot tougher to get, but if you can get it, it's a little bit more rewarding to have. Um, and I think the government is doing a great job at um, starting the initiatives for animation, especially earlier this year. Mm-hmm. They announced more, you know, jobs onto the animation um, category list in, in the critical skills. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's still a lot to go in terms of improvement, but I think we're making good strides for that. So okay, uh, cool. fair play for the folks that are uh, <laughs> in, in charge of yeah, that. Spearheading that initiative for the animation That's industry. That's great to hear. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be good for the animation industry in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It seems like the government is fairly supportive of our industry. Would you agree with that? or? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's like an international attraction. <laughs> we get from other companies you know like and um the more movies we produce i think the government's going to really start pushing more and yeah. more and yeah, help yeah. us they were they were good but they're getting better so sure. let's you know let's keep that momentum going yeah, yeah. um especially the ida as well they've been fantastic at spearheading initiatives recently um for animation and it to get professionals over so i think that's that's fantastic that's cool it's it's great to hear because you know it's not something uh, just as an artist you'd be aware of mm-hmm. um so it's really nice to, to see that the there's other people kind of looking out mm-hmm. for our, our industry just before we move off it i'd like to ask you if if i was someone from outside of the eu and i was planning on kind of moving to ireland or anywhere in the eu and i was i knew i'd have to get the visa is there anything i could do on like personally to make that easier for you or make it more kind of likely to happen yeah i think um really it's having all your documents in order when you first in, when you start interviewing with companies outside of your your country so making sure obviously you have your your marriage certificate your children's you know all that kind of all your your financial documents and your your, your personal documents and also your your spouses and your your family's documents in order because that's what takes the longest you know we'll have people who say oh my wife doesn't have her passport she lost it and so now we have to wait for that passport to get renewed for them to apply because we can't just do half the application and submit it. We have to have the whole thing, which will have the spouse, which will have the kids on there as well. So it, it, I definitely say have all your documents in a row. And when you say documents, is that just the travel documents or, or what other kind of things? Would, yeah, you know? so uh, we take care of the visa portion. So, you know, we'll send you a list of whatever, 30 questions, you know, which for the application. So we'll do the application. Great. But there will be documents that we'll need. So we'll need your diploma. We'll need your a copy of your driver's license or whatever it might be. Uh, and those are the documents that, you know, we need to have, um, especially birth certificates and, and all that stuff. So those are the documents like you need to have um, as well. So. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Is there any roles that you're finding it difficult to fill in Boulder? Yeah. The, the, the roles that we're, we're finding really hard to fill are, um, you know, that we can't really get the skills in, in Europe um, that we're seeing are, Definitely, you know, we're, we're our, our um, fur and groom artists, you know, so our CFX department, okay. uh, we're finding difficult. We're also finding difficult to find really good um, FX artists as well. Okay. Um, I just feel that there's that skill shortage here at the moment. And with the software 
such as like Houdini and stuff like that is is not you know here the presence isn't here to to train people on it. So I think those are the the ones that we're really missing on. And of course, I think globally for the industry there is a shortage of really strong pipeline technical directors so the people who look after the pipeline and code and make sure everything is running smoothly is is some of the biggest things i mean i've talked to recruiters at at, at fmx and everywhere and we're all looking for the same thing does anyone have any pipeline tds no we need them too and you know so that's that's a huge kind of skill gap you, you haven't seen anyone go the other direction moving from animation or modeling into a pipeline position have you I have no. I've had to. I've gotten graduates from from technical universities and brought them in and trained them as pipeline. But I haven't necessarily had somebody who is who's been an artist who who's wanted to go in that direction. When we were talking to uh, Matthew Lloyd, he was talking about soft skills and the importance of soft skills. Uh, I wonder if you could just talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, I think that does. Yeah, soft skills definitely help in in the workplace a hundred percent. Being able to communicate with people, being you know, uh, being able to to interact with your colleagues on a daily basis. Because you know, in the end, yes, you do have a task that is yours. You know, a piece of that puzzle. But you need to work across multiple departments. So I would definitely say you know, showing those attributes in an interview, but also having them on the on the job is just as important as having the qualification. Uh, because you can you can be a rock star at your job, but not talk to people and that'll cost you an interview as well yeah so how would i go about showing that i have soft skills so say i'm a people person or whatever how do i show you that in an interview yeah so i it's all about examples so if you give those examples in your interview like oh i led this team project and you know i i've coordinated with all these people you know it obviously shows he can run a project or he he or she can you know um talk to other people within his department or liaise with different people in in different departments so i think Big, you know, examples are key. Um, whether it's an anim- being an animator or or even a production person, or you know, or even a pipeline TD, because they have to go to different departments and help solve issues. So, yeah, I think definitely giving those examples and showing that you're you're able to work with others is 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 definitely a, is a big thing as well. Cool. Thank you. So, say there's someone out there who really wants to work in Boulder. What would you say to them? I would first say, depending on what you do, get your showreel together, get your art station or your portfolio, you know, 100% to your, your standard, and keep an eye on, the, like, the biggest thing is our, our website, which is bouldermedia.tv, uh, go under the jobs page, and those are our jobs that are up to date and are, are live at the moment. I'm also posting, like I said, on all our, our social media forums, so I'm on LinkedIn, but also on our job boards that we use, like, as creative heads and stuff like that, so definitely keep an eye on those channels um, and apply. Uh, I mean, one thing is, if you don't apply, I can't, I can't see your work, so okay. apply. <laughs> what kind of stuff is available in Boulder at the moment? Yeah, so we have a huge range of roles at the moment um, from anywhere in, in production, so production assistants and production coordinators. We have um, animation roles from junior animators all the way up to our lead animators. Uh, the list goes on, <laughs> really. Uh, we have a lot of vacancies at the moment, and, you know, if you're interested, just please apply. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, can you tell us about some of the talent in Boulder? Yeah. So, you know, we have our animation director, Graham Gallagher. You know, he's worked on Guardians of the Galaxy and, and, and of so many different other um, big blockbuster features. And, you know, with Scott Singer, who's our VFX soup, who's been in DreamWorks and, you know, all these other different companies. And, you know, not not just them, but we have people from, you know, Ilian uh, Illumination, you know, the list kind of goes on as well in terms of studios, Prana Studios, you know. So we people from around the world from all these huge studios coming yeah. to Dublin to, to work on this first feature. So it's yeah. really exciting. 
That's cool. So how does Ireland compare on an international stage in, in 3D? Yeah, I think um, it, it, it's, it's getting there and it's trying to compete you know, with, with London and, and, and France and Canada and the US, but it's just not there yet. And I think it, it's going to take some time for us to get that growing presence to let people know that, hey, Ireland is a serious player in the, in the 3D market. Like, obviously, you look at the 2D side and it's well established and people know, you know, Cartoon Saloon and, and, and them for Breadwinner and, and, and everything. So I do think it's going to take some time, but we will get there. Uh, with the help of everybody pu- pulling together, especially with the IDA, to, to really get it, our message across saying that Ireland wants to be a huge player in the CG market. Yeah. What do you think is missing or what do you think we could do, even like on an individual basis? I would have to say maybe branding, you know, telling people, hey, listen, Ireland is a place to be. We do have the, the you know, 481, the tax incentives. We, we can, you know, lure companies to come to Ireland and, and build the industry. But not also, you know, and also continue to grow our own companies and, and hire local talent as well as talent across the EU. Yeah. Do you, do you think we could ever get to a stage where we're creating like IP in Ireland? You know, I think with the right backing and funding, we will have unique, exciting projects that are, you know, that Irish IP or creative IP. Uh, so I do think that that will happen. It's just when is it going to happen? Uh, you know, we do get a lot of the, you know, stuff from, you know, companies in the U.S. or, you know, uh, the list goes, you know, U.S. Or, or, or even China now is a huge player in the market. So I, I think that in time we will have our own unique IP. Oh, nice. How did you find moving back to Ireland? Yeah, it was uh, different, you know, because I, I was used to living in the U.S. So everything, you know, <laughs> bigger, everything's bigger and, and cheaper actually as well, just because everything's, you know, mass produced and but coming back to dublin i i wouldn't didn't even regret it it's been a fun journey it's been crazy it's been fun it's been you know it's the doorstop to europe you know you just travel anywhere in europe and and go for a weekend but i think dublin is changed so much in a positive way in terms of being this creative place and, and being fun and inviting and you know everybody wants to talk to you on the bus so everyone wants to talk to you somewhere you know so it is that that warm welcoming feel you know so yeah definitely a good place to live yeah so where can people find out more about boulder uh definitely if they want to find out more about boulder uh, and what we're up to next our linkedin page our company page and i'm always posting things on linkedin myself as well okay and what's the address for the company page so it's uh, www.bouldermedia.tv okay great uh, michael i've really enjoyed uh, having you on the podcast i've learned a lot and um, thanks thanks for joining us cool thank you for having me that was michael downey thanks for listening to the 3d meetup podcast if you have any suggestions for how we can improve the podcast or the meetup we'd love to hear from you please get in touch at 3dmeetupdudlin at gmail.com If you haven't already, join us on meetup.com to stay up to date about our upcoming events. If you're enjoying the show, please let us know by rating us on iTunes. And if you want to help us keep the lights on, please support us on buymeacoffee.com. I hope you enjoy the show, and I'll see you at the next meetup.